0: Oh, and according to that we are live, it says right there, hello, good to see you. Um, (laughs) Uh, It's one of those things, I thought I'd try to be clever and do something else, and when I did that, Wirecast crashed just as I was setting it to go live, and I had to reboot and do some things, but I'm I'm here, I'm okay, I'm okay. Uh, How's it going, everyone? I've been busy, uh, as I I think you guys may have seen here and there. Um, First of all, uh, big... Shout-out to uh, Robert of the uh, Three Old Dudes, whose show I went on briefly last night, um, to wish congratulations on their wedding. Also, big, big shout-out to my homegirl, as it were, uh, Lee, fellow New Zealander, Japanese, uh, who uh, just released her first album this week, and I think it was number 8 on the iTunes charts in Japan. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, actually, I'll put the information in the video uh, info below, but just look it up, Soyuli is called uh, First Covers, I think, First Covers, anyway, just look up Sayulee, uh, S-A-Y-U-L-E-E, and you can go and uh, check out, I think I, I actually plugged this last week, I'm going to plug it again, um, and we plugged it on 2.5 voyages. Um, But yeah, she's got a fantastic album of um, really great covers. Uh, I really liked uh, her cover of uh, I'm a big Sheena Ringo fan. And I must admit, you know, it's because I like her. I was a little bit um, anxious when I saw that she was doing Gips, which is a really kind of, uh, uh, what do you call it? It's an anthem almost uh, for Sheena Ringo, right? But she really did that song really well on the the video and so on. And the whole album's great. Um, I've downloaded it. Um, and you all should too, so go and check that out. So lots of cool things going on, lots of new, resol- new new Year's resolutions and stuff. Uh, I've got a few which I mentioned, uh, the other night on Two and a Half Voyages. One of them is, um, you know, I, I was really lucky at the end of last year I got to connect with some YouTube people again for the first time in a while. Um, and that kind of motivated me in different ways. One thing, I'm, I'm pretty convinced YouTube is coming back to being more community-oriented. Um, which is a great thing, and, and they really are looking, um, now once again really hard at creators um there are some creators that they're really actually and you can see you know they're they're, they're, they're pushing very hard uh and promoting you know and, and and through all sorts of kind of quiet ways through uh you know there are blogs and news stories popping up here and there about uh, youtubers this word youtuber is suddenly popping up in the online media in japan a lot um sometimes in a positive and controlled way and sometimes clearly not with the um, toothpick incident guy this week um, however, um, you know, when I have conversations with those guys and they, 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 they ask me, so who's good? And I, 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 I it makes me realize, you know, I, I've new year's resolution number one. I, I want to be more up with, uh, discovering new channels. And what I really, and what I want that to mean is, um, I really want to be back into being a little bit more aware of channels maybe that are new or channels that, uh, have less than, particularly less than a thousand, but even maybe less than, I don't know. Once you start getting above 3,000 to 5,000, you start to get attention from from YouTube people. But certainly below that, if there's people who are posting regularly and they're posting really good content and they seem really interesting, um, I want to know. You know, a lot of people I noticed uh, actually, and it wasn't, I didn't talk with these people and it wasn't a reaction to that. We were obviously thinking the same thing at the same time. I've noticed a few other people, including Unrested, who started a new YouTuber thing, but, um, I think that's good. He should keep doing that. And I want to do it here. You know, I want I want to I want to discover the talent and take the credit for it when they become famous and, and bigger and better looking than me, which, of course, is a, a long road. But um, yeah, so in that, in that respect, you know, if you guys are aware of channels that um, and I think the criteria is they have to be posting regularly. No dead channels, no channels that post less frequently than once a month. Um, but, you know, if there's new people out there, and they just have to be Japan-related, they can be people outside of Japan, um, but just anyone around the Japan world online, you know, ping me. Let me know. Say, say, say I found this channel. Do you know about it? Check it out. Ping me on Facebook. Ping me on Twitter. I've been doing a lot of browsing myself uh, lately. I'm just trying to catch up because I really used to be up with everybody. Uh, awesome opportunity, of course, coming up um, in end of March, early April with the uh, YouTube Hanami which is one of the the two big events now it was always the biggest event for um, creators to kind of uh, connect with each other and and, and, and through that to cross promote and to get your kind of name out there and to really boost your channel and I, I wanted to go back to being that it was great last year thanks in particular to the work of um, Tika Sam, Sharla in Japan and um, Mira um, what's her channel name again I've forgotten but the they did a great job of getting a huge crowd of people out there which you know victor and i alone wouldn't have gotten now we've always gotten the same size crowd every year but last year it got really big and it was because more people got involved in the promotion so i'm really looking forward to that so community is back and i, I, I want to get back deeper into the community and that is uh, my first resolution i've had like a frog in my throat for weeks it just hasn't gone away it makes me cough when i talk a lot and today is my talking day so I got some uh, nice peach flavored tea. It's hard to actually get this kind of flavored tea in Japan. It's everywhere in Australia and Singapore and places like that. But I don't find it very often in Japan, but I found this at the supermarket. So I'm trying some of that. The other New Year's resolution is um, I do want to go back to making Japanese videos again. Um, it's always always... I originally started out this channel making videos and I was switching back and forth and um, i guess the 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 challenges with japanese are that japanese people don't comment you don't get as much feedback from them which you know you you get a lot more from uh, english viewers and that that provides that was the whole motivation back in the day there was no money there's no adsense that was you know occasionally there was a feature and that was kind of cool but that was the only reason um and you do it for the kicks like that and Truth be told, Western viewers give more kicks. They were more into the social side of YouTube, and that was what was that was part of it. The other thing was that you know I still wanted to make Japanese videos, even though the, I was getting more feedback from the English ones. So as you all know, I I, I kept to it, and I was making uh, subtitles when I was doing that. And I got very good at making subtitles actually, as quickly as you can really do it. Um, you know, in a pinch, I could do maybe four or five times the video length. I could do the subtitles. Um, Come think of it, well, generally speaking, a five minute video would be about an hour. And that, in addition to the editing and everything else, so I'd really need you know, I, I record this in one hour and I'm in, I'm, I'm done. When I finish recording, I go into the next room and, and watch TV. Um, but you know, to record a four minute video back in the day, um, you spend, geez, 20 30 minutes <laughs> preparing for it, sorting out your content, recording it, cutting it, and, and then like three or four hours, one hour on the subtitles three or four hours somehow i don't know how i spent so much time editing but you did and the old days you'd play around with codecs with all that sort of stuff Um, i want to go back to doing edited videos um, but i want to do them in japanese and i'm I'm not going to do them with subtitles um, because i can't go back to doing more than one hour at a time uh, and it will be additional time to what i'm doing because i'm going to be keeping up the two shows that i've got at the moment so it will be a third show Uh, i've kind of come up with a name and a brand i've gone and grabbed the channel for it and here's one thing, this is kind of scary. I know what happens, if I put it on my English, if I put it on, if I put all Japanese videos on this channel, um, some people, I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get either, please subtitle these, or I don't understand this, and you know, and, or I'll get Japanese subscribers, and then they'll see my one hour long English shows twice a week, and um, they'll, when they see the content that doesn't fit, they feel like, well, I don't want to subscribe to this, I don't want this in my feed. So I'm I'm I've prepared a second channel. <laughs> I haven't put any content on it yet. In fact, just before I started this, I was recording a uh, a quick intro vid for the new channel, uh, and I'm, I've got a few ideas for a couple of videos I want to make for the beginning of that. But uh, I'm going to be doing a new all Japanese channel. I will not do the subtitles simply because like I I I don't have the time, and I, I I could do it a couple of times, but then I won't be able to do it sustainably. I'll I'll psych myself out. So. Um, what I will do is I will enable fan subbing to the extent anyone's interested. I will I will make the videos less than five minutes. I know people here think that's not possible for me to do, but I, I, will, I will, hell or high water, I will um, do that. Uh, I, and it gives me an opportunity to do things I can't really do with this channel because it's live. Like, for example, I do want to go back and record at that YouTube studio. In fact, I actually applied last night. Uh, but in all the application stuff, it, it used to be on a different sort of a system that you'd actually go and book a studio on time and i wouldn't know what to do with that but now apparently you just book permission to go there and they give you a certain degree of support um so yes i'm going to look at maybe getting over there every now and then but in any case you're going to see probably slightly more polished i feel a bit of pressure to, to um you know up my game to keep up with the kids nowadays in terms of the production quality and i, I want to see if i can do that in a, you know in a way that's sustainable that i can do that third show every week um So what should i do should i tell you guys what there's nothing on it right now i do want to get subscribers for it and i do want to i do want to promote it a bit but i guess i want to put some content and set up the channel probably first Um, so i guess next week next week i'm going to have some content ready for it and i'll do the big announce next week so look forward to that and i'd love all of you guys support for that as well just for giving it a bit of a a boost in the beginning Um, particularly for for certain things you know you have to have uh, 500 subscribers to be able to get a a vanity url channel <coughs> sorry channel url stuff like that which i want to have the the url being the name of the channel and stuff like that so it would be nice to get a little bit of, bit of a boost in the beginning to the new channel and of course i know there's a lot of people who watch this who speak japanese or are in japan japan or are studying japanese um so i'm hoping it'll be of interest to a lot of people who watch this but fundamentally speaking what i'm trying to do with that new channel uh, will be to make videos in japanese and, and what will it be about it will be about um how japan is covered well two things one how japan is covered in the foreign press and so japanese people they always ask me what do foreigners think of us and i'm like i don't know (laughs) i've lived here all my i've lived here half my life now i don't know anymore um but i guess i can look at how foreign media covers japan and uh, pick up some interesting cases of that just to draw attention and do a bit of commentary on that and to talk a little bit about the international community in japan and on youtube and on social media uh, I'm definitely going to make a video about a certain topic I'm going to raise tonight um, and just highlight these are the things that foreigners are excited about Japan or interested in Japan and, uh, you know, hopefully it can be a, another place that we can. The whole idea for me is nothing more than building a, a bit more of a bridge. You know, that's that's my whole life's work at the moment is trying to make a bridge between Japanese and uh, the international community like myself. So um, that is what I want to do. Um, I've got some stuff to show off, I've got some, uh, you may have noticed I've actually uploaded a bunch of uh, vids this week. Uh, One was for this. Uh, This is the Rode um, Smartlav Plus. Uh, It does not, this is not like a a toilet hose. In Japan that's what I would assume if it was Smartlav, our toilets here are pretty advanced. However, this is not that, this is a a, a lav mic. Reason being that when I shoot with the front-facing camera on the old iPhone, um, it doesn't sound good, as I discovered with those Australian videos. And so it's nice to have something with that. There's two things with that. One, um, it allows better shooting with the um, iPhone itself. And two, when I was at the YouTube space, and this is something I really want to do, seriously, I want to plan out doing this. um, Yeah, sitting a bit of a distance in a proper studio from the camera meant that the sound was crap you know, and uh, the way that this works, the fact that it's it's designed to work with the iPhone, you just put it the iPhone in your pocket with it with a short little uh, left mic cable on it. And uh, you know, it records really good sound. I did, I did a test video of that. I'm gonna do another test, which I'll just post on Facebook of ambient sound, because uh, uh, Andy-san, the Andy-san asked for that. But yeah, other than that, that was pretty cool. So uh, we got comments, we got people, a big shout out to Tomujin for thank you for picking the uh, the, t- the title of tonight's show the interim title of tonight's show I'll put a, a, a final title on later um, the swag stuff is a little bit behind and a big apology to Braska who I think let me just check that the orders have gone out I I, I kind of rushed there's one I didn't get out before I went away on Christmas vacation and I kind of stopped everything over Christmas and I'm sorry about that um, but let me just catch up and make sure everything is uh, ordered and out as it should be, because I want to keep this going. I, I, I love these title suggestions, and that still is going. If you want to name this show, just uh, hashtag Tokyo Tonight without a space. <coughs> and um, yes, uh, the, the the title I like the best at that time, just 9pm, uh, on 10pm uh, on a Sunday night, is the one that I will choose and put on the screen, and that means you will get uh, up to $20 worth of swag. This, or a cap, or a... Uh, Whatever from the give me a break man spreadsheet page, and it doesn't have to be talking tonight It can be uh, a Zenzen Wakari Masen uh, shirt by My um, Argonauts it can be a Moranami shirt. It can be you know a- anything you want So enough with the promos uh, let's get into the comments Which uh, I have registered my displeasure with YouTube about the fact that these things still disappear and they still haven't fixed it but uh, So let's get in there. I'm pretty sure that uh already the top is cut off so i'm sorry about that i know that the first comment was indeed from um uh, raz al that the games begin and they they have so who's here Bro, great to see you uh great to see us great and what i love about this now is that i can read these names and i'm not just reading comments which i love reading but i can now faces and names oh that was that person who sent me that awesome clip from the happy video and that's what I love about that video for me it's that you guys now even before even as names you're all people and I felt like you're people that I know but now I feel like I really you know know you guys it's really cool so i mate great to see you dude Cherico, Lucas Musso who just joined uh, t- Twitter this week or just the other day actually so it's cool to see you tweeting um I love's AKB48 says Posy dude I'm not sure that's quite accurate but that's okay. Benjamin Harris Oh, good to see you but you have to go so I'll catch you later on the recorded show. Um, Benjamin Harris go and work hard and come back. Uh KG Redrum says bet is 7000. Don't know what that is for but that's okay. Uh Travis Moore always great to see you. Well you here? non-biddy store good to see you but uh saying goodbye there to benjamin harris uh who else we got in here if you type something in there and i'll I'll read i'll read your name and say hello and then we'll get into the news topics uh who else we got here we got matt Elmanza. good to see you always uh b-boy trippin excellent let the games begin indeed (laughs) i'm sorry technical problems with the with the uh, six minute i kept everyone waiting that was very rock and roll wasn't it rasa yeah everyone waiting this is awkward isn't it well, that's why I called it that. Uh, Ken Pino, Here you go. Oh, come on. No. <laughs> Do you see that? Do you see that? Everyone. So I told everyone to go comment now. So everyone started commenting now. And now I have to refresh and I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose all of these comments now. So look, I can see Ken Pino, uh, Bevan, James O'Hara. I don't care. Just just keep commenting. Boom. Oh, crap. That's not what I meant to do. Um, Oh, God. So, well, you know what? It looks like I can still get them, so that's good. Okay, I was just worried I just lost all of those. Ben Duncan, great to see you. Num, great to see you. Aye. Night, Night's work. Japan, great to see you, and I love KFC myself, I had it for lunch just today, you can tell, like, uh, the t-shirt, it's a KFC theme, I'm rocking today. Uh, John W, you're here too, that's excellent, Globby, great to see you. Uh, Vanekin Street, awesome, uh, good to see you. Who else we got here, Anime Gamer, Brasscaferian, Brasscaferian, I will get your shirt thing sorted out, sorry, just give me give me a, a bit of time, uh, but uh, yes, I'm going to check that. Uh... What else we got here? James O'Hara, Bryce Ferry and all these names. It's the regular crowd, regular crowd. Who else we got here? Jason's All Sumo Channel, by the way. Great Sumo tournament going on at the moment with Hakuhu going for the 33 tournament wins all time record. Uh, which us, I assure you, totally would have got like two or three years ago if he hadn't been banned from the sport. Um, but yeah, no, as a result. Congrats to uh, Hakuho if he, get, if he makes it, but he's in good form, isn't he, Jason? Um, Jason's your man for all sumo-related questions. Uh, who else we got here? Keiji okay, Redrom. Yasa, great to see you, uh, as always. Piggles de Gaijin. Wow, we got all the crowd here. Who else we got? Nombiristo, and Posy May everyone's chatting getting down the bottom now contents are good to see you how do you made I'm pretty sure I probably I might have skipped through someone someone asking about King cheeseburger I like your name you ask me do I like your name I, I I like your name uh, <laughs> oh look at this I don't realize that we could get so many of these uh, stickers going there now it's very line-ish. Great to see you. You're always watching quietly from a distance. That's okay. That's that's all cool So it uh, looks like I've caught up with everybody Indeed KG Redrum yay Google BS It's all good. Uh, I'm uh, today. I did a huge catch-up on all of my uh, flipboard magazines Which as you know, that's that's what I love to do. I love to make flipboard magazines uh, I'll remind everybody because if you follow these, you're, you're basically following the stuff that I that I think is cool. So, um, boom. Let me just see if I can uh, cue this up in the right position. Boom. Put that there. Put that there. Drag this across. Oh, and by the way, of course, everyone keep an eye on uh, Victor's on Give Me a Break Man's accounts because he will be he is with child, of course, and that child will be born. Don't even know if it's going to be boy or girl or anything, but uh, it's going to be born very very soon. Um, so his life is going to change in dramatic ways, and I'm looking forward to like watching it change and see how he copes with that and helping him out. But that is, of course, awesome. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, boom, I'm just going to push this over here. And uh, yeah, so you can see with my Flipboard magazines, I'm just going to transition that. I've got a couple I've got one that catches everything I've got a bunch of Japanese articles uh, I've got my Japan related uh, just Japan stuff only and my YouTube tech and science magazines uh, actually for the start of this year with CES on and everything it was actually the tech and science stuff which was probably the busiest with this catch-up plus this catch-up for this week goes all the way back to the start of January from when I last did the update so there's lots of cool stuff at the moment but yeah I picked out some topics that I thought were interesting for a show And those are in my HIKO's Tokyo Tonight topics. And so um, let's get into those and have a look. And more comments below. (laughs) Yeah, in fact, there's a Tamed Sadiq, it's very good to see you. And there's more than a few people suggesting that we might get a live birth on YouTube, although I'm not sure if the terms of service will allow that. Uh, But let's have a look. So in terms of stuff which I've been watching this week, which was fun, go and check out American teens watch J-pop music videos for the first time. Um, Of course, you know, this whole series of, uh, you know, American Teens Watch. Um, Actually, what what is it called exactly? It's uh, Teens React or something like that, right? But it's basically they find a couple of ADHD uh, attention-deprived, slightly obnoxious kids. um, And they uh, get them to, they basically make them watch stuff and they, they film the reactions of them. And of course, you know, they have to give reactions. So it can feel a little bit forced at time but it's a, a teens react there it is it's a pretty good series and they actually gave them a, a collage of three um j-pop videos uh one was about uh, perfume which is actually as a band I didn't, I didn't know any of the songs that they showed but perfume is pretty good and recommendable as good electronic music generally um, that was the first video and it's kind of an artsy video the second video they showed was exile um, exile is a j-pop grouper actually they're very interesting they are now, they're not part of Johnny's. They're part of I think one of the other, but one of the other massive kind of idol talent agencies. Um, and they were originally not singers. They were they're they basically a group of back dancers that you know were, were put in, formed into an idol group. They all kind of some of them can sing, of course, but you know they were kind of formed after after being dancers first. Originally, I think it only had like five or six people now it has something like 50 people in fact this is a whole thing with kohaku i i missed kohaku this year because i was in australia kohaku is the end of year nhk special music special which is a big status thing in the talent industry in japan to be invited to come on that show for the new year special um you know it used to be a mix of kind of Inca singers and and various types of pop and rock and one or two idol kind of things but recent years it's just been you know lock to block just idols and and when they say idols not just like one not like ami suzuki or you know kuraki mai or something now it's like akb 48 which apparently and they said on this they're watching that how many people are in that uh, they said there's 150 members in akb 48 now um with exile as well there's dozens And, and and watching them I feel uncomfortable. It could be I'm getting middle aged, but it could be that they they look start to look a lot like the North Korean mass games to me now. Um, and they're not. And the thing is that these idol groups, and Exile's is not bad, for example. But you know, AKB, you don't have to have a very musically trained ear to listen to them and pick that there are some people singing in that recorded track who can't sing. And that's deliberate. I mean, and, and this isn't new either. Even in SMAP, it, it, it's famous. There's a, there's a Nakai, of course, who's the leader of the group. He couldn't hold a tune to, sound his, to save his life. I mean, there are deaf, elderly people who could sing better than Nakai. Um, but it's on purpose. They have him in there throwing it off key slightly on purpose to make them feel like they're accessible or you know like they they don't want super talented people it's part of the whole you know industry thing is to sell the you know the 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 idea that these people are accessible they don't want them to be too good looking even if you have some really good looking people you have to have some not good looking people again Nakai he fills that uh, demographic perfectly you have talented people people who are good actors people who are good singers and people who just can't do anything you know at all again just to make it all feel a little bit safer and more You know accessible and again that's why Nakai is there in smap i don't like Nakai. i don't i don't i think they should take him out back um <laughs> but then it's funny they took the concept of Nakai in smap and and that they, they they made it a 12 year old girl and they hired 150 of them and they made akb48 and i know a lot of you people like them and well they're cute some of them can sing But it's kind of funny what i loved about watching this uh teens react video is that these teens reacting and you know they're kind of forced reactions but a lot of them were exactly the same reactions i have when i watch them now the thing is j-pop like that they that they're showing the idol stuff that of course that that's part of what commercial music in japan for better or worse has become but that doesn't represent um music in japan in any way i mean it does that one percent of uh, you know idle production music. Perfume is very innovative, uh, relatively speaking, in the electronic in the commercial electronic music genre. Um, but the indies and the electronic and the club music scene and you know Japan's got this huge, huge, diverse music industry, which is one of the things I love about Japan. And you know, it's kind of funny watching the guys react to AKB48. I say, oh, it's cute. Oh, this is nice. Wait, they look twelve years old wait they're kind of dressed extremely suggestively wait are those girls kissing wait (laughs) it gets weird it gets weird and i and i I, you know i i i feel all the discomfort that was felt by that guy uh with the um akb stuff and with the exile stuff as well so oh yeah they can dance yeah it's cool how many of them are there it's exactly the same questions that i have um so it's it's kind of funny to watch anyway you should totally watch it recommended video um what else we got here from this week oh now i picked this out for a particular reason um i well okay racy headline everything granted but see this is important okay uh i watch uh the nhk 7pm news every day i record it and no matter what time it is even if i get home in time even by the time you know we're already putting the lad to bed and you know, even if it just happens that the 9 o'clock news is starting and, and you know, the world has exploded between 7 and 9 p.m., I, I don't care. I don't trust the, the 9 o'clock news team. I trust the 7 o'clock news team. They're good people. Takepon, um, the standard news reader, if he didn't say it, it didn't happen. I, was, I, was, I think I've explained this to you guys before. So, you know, there was a big shake-up on the um, 7 o'clock news team. When it turned out that the um, the weather lady uh, Mamiko Okamura, one of two weather ladies uh, that alternate you know so that the other one can you know have a weekend or whatever but Mamiko Okamura, who's not only a meteorologist but also a pianist, a concert pianist, um, it turned out that she suddenly um, a, 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 a scandal about her came out uh, one day and then the next day her face was removed from the NHK site. And as anyone who knows, um with um Japan, when if you like um get on the outside of your TV channel or your, your company or whatever, they erase you like you never existed. And that's pretty much what's happened to her. And I wasn't a particular I actually prefer the other weather weather lady to be totally honest. But you know, she was she was nice. The the weather is always pretty accurate in Japan. So I, I had no complaints as a consumer of the weather news um, however, it turns out she was she was in a bit of a, a, a mixed up love triangle of sorts. Apparently one with a meteorologist who's a news weather guy on a on a commercial TV channel. Um, and some other guy who was just called Mr. A. And apparently Mr. A, um, well, it, it looks like is the guy who broke the story. But in, in any case, both of the two guys involved were married. She was not married, which in many ways, if you're talking about love triangles and whatnot, puts her in the best situation in terms of, you know, guilt or whatever. But yes, it turns out that while she'd been carrying on a, an extramarital affair with, uh, with a man, what's-his-face, uh, for a long time, uh, she also started up another affair with uh, another guy. And it turned out that the, the, the first guy that she was going out with had like a, a fetish for voyeurism. He, he, he always wanted to see uh, specifically for the fetish of seeing their lover being taken by somebody else apparently specifically so um he actually uh when, when, when she found when he found out about the other lover he actually said well uh maybe you could leave the door unlocked and let me come in and watch and apparently he did she 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 that was all cool she cooperated she texted him and said i left the door open you can come in I'm um, we're, we're starting in a few minutes and apparently it all went normally until she dumped mr a the new guy and then uh mr a apparently first went to the first weather guy's house and told the the, his wife everything about it um and um and she didn't you know she didn't take the bait on it or anything like that apparently she was very calm whatever he ended up making a police complaint against the other guy and he took the story uh to to um flash magazine whatever she the third guy thought that maybe the first guy had sabotaged him they're both married i mean you know and, uh, uh, you know, as is natural and normal and just in Japanese society, uh, the woman was fired. The other two, apparently, I don't know what's happened to the other two, but, um, you know, the, the, the weather reader was reader from the next day, it's funny, they actually showed uh, on some sites how they, they have the lineup of all the faces from the 7 o'clock news team. They're very Ron Burgundy, you know. Well, imagine, <laughs> the next day they just deleted one of the faces. It was pretty rough. I don't know what she's doing now, but, the, the, Sorry. There was a point at the beginning of this that's totally unrelated to that story the headline here calls her a nympho and this is important because the definition that the weekly magazine used for her as a nympho was that she apparently once told a co-worker that if she doesn't have sex more than once a month uh, she goes crazy um, which is nice uh, but apparently I wonder where's the other story there is a another story which came around this week which is that uh, according to a government survey or a government-sponsored survey of married couples, I don't, I don't know how they researched this specifically. I guess it was a survey, uh, but it was from the Family Planning Association in Japan. They found that married couples in Japan, 45%... This number has been going up and up over time. They've been tracking this. This would be very awkward to survey. I don't know what numbers are like, comparative numbers are in other countries. Apparently, 45% of married couples in Japan are sexless. Uh, the definition of sexless that they used in this article, if you, if you, this is still up, but you can see the graph here. So apparently, uh, mm-hmm. ten years ago, so two thousand, that's four. So that's two thousand four. Uh, in terms of respondents, thirty two percent responded that they were sexless. So now it's forty five. So I guess the question is, what is the definition that they're using for this? And the definition that they are using, boom. Apparently, it's a frequency of less than once a month. Are people Sorry, you know what? That's not right. People who are married for more than a month... Uh, I was thinking, if the frequency is less than once a month, then it seems kind of harsh to call her an infomaniac. Um, what is hilarious and sad about this is the reasons that people gave for it in, in, in the survey, for men and women uh who just went into oh but you know what here it is it's like okay so for people it is once a month so this is the thing they called the weather girl a nympho for not wanting it more than once a month but according to the family planning association of japan if she had been married which she she wasn't but if she had been married (laughs) not wanting it for not 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 doing it more than once a month apparently puts you in these statistics. So I don't know. What do you think about that? Is that is that kind of a harsh criteria? Once a month, maybe it's a bit personal. You don't you don't have to say. But in terms of it's also interesting the reasons. Um, the reasons that men gave for just not wanting to not wanting to have business time. Uh, apparently the um, number one reason for men was they are just tired from work. Twenty one point five um, percent. 15.7 uh, percent said it uh, just felt icky after the fir- after they give birth and uh, and eleven point two percent said because my wife is currently knocked up I guess this is a family planning association so they see that uh, the women's responses were twenty three point five percent more than men women didn't want to do it because men look like screw that <laughs> uh, what a pain in the ass the 23 percent responded it's just a pain in the ass no sorry not literally by the way not literally it's a figure of speech <laughs> if it was i would totally understand no sorry i should be careful with this topic it's just because they just don't want to they don't feel like they're not in the mood uh 17 17.8 and you know what it might have sounded a bit sexist for men to say yeah after the given birth it feels a bit icky but, you know, that was 15.7% of men. 17.8% of women feel the same way after they give birth once. It's like, ugh, don't want to do that again. And, uh... Oh, you know what? Sorry. Uh, that's wrong. That's 16.8%. It's still more than men. And, again, women was tired of work. And this is another thing. I talk about how young people nowadays are getting, you know, the work conditions are getting worse. You have this whole working poor thing that I talk about all the time. But people say it. When you talk about wanting to fix the population thing... You know, in the top two reasons for both genders, it's being tired from work. Um, you know, people work really hard nowadays, and all of this impacts. It's not just a matter of daycare and stuff like that on the population thing. This is having a real impact. So, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's just interesting to see. Uh, one, there's a little bit of a... I feel like, as with all of these scandals, just like Mono Yamamoto as well, who uh, was caught having an affair with a married baseball player. She was a newsreader, and she was also erased from television but she wasn't married she was dating him you know the married guy the the guy from the i, I think it was the giants from from the baseball team he suffered no sanction whatsoever and she lost her job and was er, erased from public the public eye and, and, and you know the the stuff that was said about her on, on niche and stuff like that but you know she if, if anyone's at fault surely it's the married guy more than the the single woman i mean you know so there's some different gender double standards involved in this as well, and I think that the criteria they use for calling her an info is a bit harsh. But that's it, they were, they were doing some freaky stuff by the accounts of the, the Weekly Mag. And the fact that NHK just deleted her existence the next day says that there's probably something to it. Um, I liked her, I liked her news, I liked her weather. Uh, I, I still remain true to the NHK 7 o'clock news. What can I say? There? They're a great news team and I watch them every day. It's just not quite as interesting anymore. Uh, there's a, there's an article here, and you know what? I think uh, Rocket News was trolling when they put this up, actually. But, and it makes me question. You know, I put up so many stories about Japanese tourism, and there's so many stories out there about how Japan's doing great at tourism. Japan is putting a lot of energy into tourism, no question. And I would have said certainly like when I came to Japan 1998 1999 Japan was crap at tourism when I came backpacking around Japan in 1995 um, you know tourist information centers were for you know organized domestic tours if you were a foreign backpacker they would actually tell you to go away <laughs> they would actually say I can't help you you're not with one of our registered domestic tours Um It's come a long way, and it's getting a lot better, and I I keep getting lots of impressions, certainly, I mean, with the Olympics coming up and the the target of 20 million visitors. um, I talk every week about how Japan is doing great at tourism. So this article came up, um, why is Japan such an unpopular tourist destination? Um, And, oh, I haven't clicked on that yet. While I disagree with the pre with the concept of the title, I think Japan does okay and it actually hits above its weight. I mean given how crap it is in terms of tourist infrastructure, it's amazing so many people come here. Japan, I mean apparently there's a survey of Chinese people. Japan is the most popular tourist destination for Chinese people at the moment, even with the government like making these horror movies about uh, TV serials about you know World War II things about Japan. All the time at the moment they're doing a real anti-Japanese propaganda thing. they basically, yeah, Japan's a place that they all want to come to. So I'm not sure it is unpopular. But uh, they do show a ranking here. And this looks very Wikipedia-ish. Uh, and I'm not sure what year this is or what criteria. But here we go. It talks about, well, it talks about the size of the tourism industries. And, you know, Japan's tourism industry is, is still under, underdeveloped, no question. Um, and... Um, And yeah, in terms of attracting numbers of tourists. Well, here we go. Tourism arrivals. So this is interesting. So Japan, and this is definitely 2012. 2014, Japan is confirmed as now being uh, 13 million. So it is catching up to South Korea. It's probably past South Korea now. South Korea is trying very hard with the casinos as well at 12 million. This is interesting. So China gets 55.7 million. Uh, Thailand, 26.5 million. Malaysia, 25.7 million. Hong Kong, this is kind of surprising, 25.6 million, but you know what, I bet a part of the reason for that is is expats and so on also coming in and out, as well as, well actually no, and you also get all the mainland Chinese coming in and out of Hong Kong, I guess being recorded as tourists. Mm-hmm. And you know what, it's probably the same reason that Macau has such a high number there. Uh, it is still nonetheless surprising that South Korea was attracting so much more tourism than Japan, or at least the same even. Um, Singapore, and Singapore apparently attracts, well, again, lots of expats, and it is easy to drive, you can drive across from uh, Malaysia, for example. But still, that's interesting. Uh, but Taiwan, Vietnam, India. Uh, and I'd love to go to India if it wasn't so difficult to go there with the visas and stuff like that. So, you know, <laughs> Travis Moore says, people actually go to China. Do they come back? <laughs> yes, I think most of them do. Don't Most of them make it back. So don't worry about that. But okay, so so I've given this before that Japan's crap at tourism, which I'm not sure I agree with. But it's certainly, it's not a, a Thailand. I'd say Thailand and Malaysia; those are legit tourism superpowers more than China or the countries around China. Maybe that's unfair. I guess if you, you, you know, that is probably a little bit unfair for my idea of tourism. The idea of going to a beach and you know having a, you know nice food and traveling around like that that that's definitely those countries. So the reasons that it suggests for this are uh, publicity problems, and certainly Japan is crap when it comes to advertising. And indeed, they bring up the Arashi, the uh, idol group uh, advertising campaign for Japan, which was terrible, and I agree with this. (laughs) This was terrible. This was someone at Dentsu who's been commissioned to um, promote Japanese tourism. Thinks This is a great opportunity for cross-promotion. We're going to put our, our Japanese band that we want to promote offshore, as the ambassadors of japan and japanese culture for foreigners and the result is it's one of these things where so many people obviously put input into this tourism campaign that it just became something that was for the self-pleasuring of japanese ad executives that has no way of connecting with anyone outside of japan or appealing to them at all yet it's almost in spite of the ad campaign involving arashi that people still come to japan so yeah i agree with that Uh, Skytree, high cost. Well, the Skytree itself is expensive, but you know what? Japan is that it's too far and expensive for people from Europe and the USA. Not true right now. The yen is collapsed, uh, and it is definitely getting cheaper. Plus, of course, uh, tourism is getting better value for money, although traditionally this was very true. Lost in translation. Again, this used to be totally true. There was no no language support or anything for for non-Japanese or non-Japanese-speaking tourists it's gotten a lot better it's still not great but it's better i mean (laughs) well this is just a station so it's a little bit harsh this is not a tourist information center that they're showing here but yeah they used to look like this indeed japanese only convenience it's getting better it's gotten a lot better it's gotten a lot of years better from 20 years ago but it still is pretty true so there's still a fair thing here um but yes you know they talk about the good things that are happening in the the free wi-fi and the olympics and everything like that and it's getting better i think i think this is a little bit trollish but it got my attention and i'm featuring it on the show so it worked i got trolled <laughs> but it actually raises some legitimate points uh and there's no question you know i mean the thing is japan would almost do better at tourism if it just did nothing <laughs> you know like the arashi campaign probably only hurt <laughs> it probably only confused and discouraged people actually Um, So it's nice to see um, that things are getting better. And, you know, uh, there's still lots for Japan to improve. So it is good that they featured this. Um, What else we got here? We've got, um, oh, yeah, this was awkward. You know what? One of my favorite scenes in any movie, I don't know the name of the guy. He's he's in lots of movies. He's he's an extra in lots of movies. Um, But there's a scene in the movie, Anger Management. Uh, with Jack Nicholson and Adam Sandler and there's a scene in the group therapy thing where this guy's like recalling uh, a story about not being able to control his anger and (laughs) he ends up basically telling a story about how he was telling something something innocuous you know like uh, he said he wanted to you know eat a taco instead of a burrito or something like that and I said don't go there man don't go there man and I told him he just kept saying it. I couldn't control it no I blacked out I blacked out And when I came to, I was standing over him, and I was shouting at him, he's covered in blood, and I was shouting at him, I told you not to go there, I told you not to go there. I always think that when I see stuff like this, don't go there, I told you not to go there. Japan apparently quietly complained on the anniversary of the Nanking Massacre, when China commemorated according to the Tokyo War Tribunal number. The basis of the number, I mean, there's not a lot of documentation about that incident. But the official number at the time in history and that the people who were held responsible for it were hanged for was 300,000. Japanese revisionists say that the 300,000 number was deliberately inflated by the allies to make the number bigger than the number of people who died in the A-bombings to make Japan worse. (laughs) Um, I think that's speculation. Um, Truth is it's not scientific but that's the historical number that since World War II has been the number attached to the Nanking Massacre. There are people who have said uh, on on the Japan side, ah, no, wasn't more than it wasn't any more than twenty thousand or thirty thousand or whatever. But, well, even if it's twenty or thirty thousand, it still isn't something to brag about. <laughs> and and it, it's one of those things that even and frankly, even if that's right, and neither side really has any statistics or, or proof either way. But um, you know, they just shouldn't go there on this. But apparently, the uh, Abe government, which I have always said was not stupid enough. To um, start actually doing the revisionist stuff that a lot of them believe in very quietly uh, in December after the um, Memorial Day said to China we really want you to stop saying 300,000 books we're pretty sure that's a BS number and our condolences (laughs) I'm pretty sure they didn't even say the condolences don't go there nothing good comes out of dragging this up and debating the fine print on it again I care about japan's national interest and you know i'm sorry even even if the number was corrected to thirty thousand that doesn't make japan look any better and it's not in and, and the fact that they're disputing it over the number thing looks like they, they want to dispute the whole thing and that starts to look like holocaust denial and you know the thing is i lived in singapore all sides in world war Two did a lot of effed up stuff and there's no question if japan and and, and germany had won um the Allies would have been held for, you know, similar war crimes. Uh, uh, well, Germany, let's face it, Germany was extreme, and some say that Japan was on a similar level to Germany. Something that revisionists in Japan dispute, but there's no question in terms of the fire bombings and the, the a bombings and stuff like that. That the the attacks, deliberate attacks on civilian cities, there's no question. You know, we had war criminals too, but in those days if you won you know you you got a free pass and that's what happened that's not fair but that's how it is and dragging this stuff up again is not good for just when things are getting better with china of all the things to pick out this is not a good one to pick so uh, i hope it's not a sign of more to come with this sort of stuff just because it's not it's not in japan's interest i mean japan's got enough issues with china without like really you know prodding a hornet's nest needlessly over this sort of thing um you know, no one's ever going to be able to establish the exact number. And so I think fighting over the numbers in the end is kind of offensive to the people. You know, there's no, I don't think there's any real debate that something happened and there were victims. So, you know, you're still messing with that. Uh, but um, yes, I'm fortunate that that happened. That's why I put that there. It's um, something, a little placeholder. This is something uh, I've, you may have noticed actually since I got back from Australia and certainly in the last week. I've been making a lot of music, oh, which I meant to feature and show you guys a little bit. I've started to put my stuff into a playlist on SoundCloud, uh, which I'll show you here quickly. So if you go to uh, soundcloud.com hikosimon boom, uh, let's pull that down there so you can see here, soundcloud.com Hikosaymen. Uh as well as uploading the audio for these uh, Tokyo Tonight's, I've also started, uh, I've been making a lot of music on Chaosolator, and I've actually started to get it where I'm actually having a lot of fun with it. Uh, And so I've actually created like a playlist. I've called it an album, Check This Groove, although I'm actually gonna divide it up by musical style. Um, Everything is Creative Commons, so everything you can download, I've made sure everything is downloadable and you can use it. You just have to give credit to me technically under the license, but even that much I don't really care. I just like to know, I just like to see how it's being reused because it's cool. But all the music that I make, you can put onto your YouTube videos or anything else. You can reuse it any way that you like. It's all downloadable. Some of it's not bad, and I've made two music videos that I've uploaded this week, and actually the two tracks which I made the music videos for were not my favorite music tracks, it was just that the videos that I took kind of matched the, the, the music. So I, I picked those out, but um, I want to make some more music videos for the music. And um, But what I really want to do is two things. One, I want to keep making some electronic music and uh, making videos for that, which I'll keep doing periodically, and I'll keep putting the mp3s up here. Uh, but I also want to make background music for videos. Um, and I want to make that music available like to everyone who uh, wants to make YouTube videos, who wants usable background music. A lot of my stuff isn't really background music at the moment. It's too heavy, it's too broad. I think it has to be kind of simple, and I'm trying to get the basics of how to make a simple kind of innocuous background noise, which just acts as a filler to get rid of like the PC hum beside me and stuff like that. Um, however, there's a, there's a nice article I found here when I was Googling around about that, about um not so much the article itself but the comments there's a, a great discussion about how to make a pocket and this is something i didn't know much about and something which i'm learning maybe there's a guy here charlie brown au he's here a lot of weeks and he's studying music engineering at the moment he can help out with this a little bit uh, i'm certainly looking at what i can do in uh, adobe but it says that uh, with the music track if you lower the one kilohertz frequency band and the bands immediately before and after it to create a bell-shaped pocket for the human voice to fill. That's the band that the human voice sits in. So if you lower the music in those kind of frequencies, it means that the even even at a reasonable volume, although of course it says here as well, you want to be careful with the volume um, as well. <laughs> um, you know, keep the peaking of the music between 16, minus 16 and minus 20 and the, the voice at uh, to minus 6. So you want a, a differential. But if you do that, um, it should be able to you be able to create music which doesn't clash so much with the voice. And I, I want to make some music uh, based on this information. This is really really interesting to me. Um, ben Duncan, I, I don't use a Mac. I use Apple. I use uh, iPhones and stuff like that, iOS. But I do not use. Well, if you're talking about me, and I don't know about that. Um, yeah. The rain video. Posey May is talking about the rain video. I I shot that. I, you know, it's funny. I was thinking. I keep making these hyperlapse videos, and I love hyperlapse videos. I love anything that makes anything that I see all the time look different and cool. And there's uh hyperlapse is obviously a cool way of doing that to show the world sped up and smooth. But you know, if I'm speeding it up twelve times, that means I need to shoot twelve times the amount of video for the length of the video that I'm making. So for a minute music video if I want to do that all on hyperlapse I'm gonna shoot 48 minutes holding it up like this your arms get tired after a long time I've got a lot of clips I've built up a, a nice repository of really cool hyperlapse clips but when that suddenly occurred to me and especially when I was thinking of I'm trying to do a lot of downbeat music um, and it suddenly occurred to me you know the slow motion feature on this this is that's something I should use I'll thinking, well what can I shoot in slow motion and I've got a bunch of ideas of stuff to shoot in slow motion to use for music videos but the first thing I thought was rain would be really awesome in slow motion and then it just happened to rain the other day so I was out and about and I just randomly shot slow motion rain and it looked really good so it was an awesome video the music the music I've got much better music actually on here and you should check that out um, but in any case one I'm just making music first and a lot of the stuff is stuff which I set up on chaos later while I was in Australia um, that i'm recording but i'm actually going to start making some purpose-built background music which i'm going to share to everybody so and i'll probably make an album of like youtube friendly background music but in any case all of this music is yours to enjoy um that's the whole idea i don't, I got no use for it you know i'm gonna put on my music videos and stuff like that but this is for you guys to listen to and enjoy and if you like to use in your videos if you know you think it can be uh, cool so that was awesome and I'm also going to keep exploring 240 frames per second which means that if I want to shoot a three minute video well I shot I'm weak at math so I thought every shot I take I'll shoot for 30 seconds and I'll just take like 10 of those and I'll put them together later I I suddenly realized when I make it like um, 25 frames per second I actually ended up making 30 frames per second which is 12.5% speed Uh, but that meant the 30 second clip was five and a half minutes so like even one, I could have made one clip and have video to spare. So that's awesome. That means I don't have to do any. <laughs> that means I, I hardly have to shoot. Instead of forty minutes, forty-eight minutes of walking around like an, you know, like I'm flying my snowspeeder, you know, Star Wars set. I, I just have to like stand still for twenty seconds and I've got a whole music video. And it looks cool. <laughs> and that's important. I mean, what you shoot is important, but I'm going to do more of that anyway and uh the music thing is something i'm on a kick at the moment and uh you're gonna you're gonna see more stuff from this and this is again stuff i want to do some stuff to directly help other people out um and you know what would be cool is i'm connecting at the moment with other people on soundcloud you know who know my youtube channel who know me and they're showing me links and their channels and stuff like that it'd be kind of cool to do like a um uh an album together why not you know pick out to get music of a similar style electronic i like sort of big beat or drum and bass or you know and I like hip-hop break beats maybe there's a few people out there already i'm already like connecting musically with and it would be kind of cool to actually do like a a compilation album together i think um so definitely look for more in that space this year it's so another thing I, I you know i enjoy and i want to do for fun uh so oh Travis Moore, thank you. I've got better tunes than that one, but definitely, and, and you know, you you actually play bass. You've actually got a musical talent. I just like, chaos a later, I just like move my finger around the screen until it stops sounding crap, which takes a long time. But it, I, I get there. I, 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 I had like a 13 hour flight from Australia to, to make a few tracks. And yeah, some of them actually came out sounding like, whoa, that, that's actually quite good. I'll take credit for that. So, uh, yes, which you can go and listen to. And there's some more I'm still going to make and upload. So check out my SoundCloud. If you did, you know that stuff, follow my SoundCloud, and uh, I'm going to start promoting in a more organized way and organizing my music a bit more soon. But definitely, there's that. What else we got here? I think this is the last one, actually, that I put on here. Do I have anything else? No, no, there's more. We are on the deadline, but I'm going to keep talking. Why not? Why not? That's That's what I'm here to do. I started late because of my technical problems this is just something i just believe in a lot and so i just put it there i didn't even read the rest of the article actually but it's just true limitation is the essence of creativity it's the essence of you know this is so true um the more a person limits himself the more resourceful he becomes flip it around the more comfortable you are the less resourceful you become um japan philosophy if you're moving to japan um you can it's possible as a, as a foreigner here to make yourself pretty comfortable. You know, you could go and live in a, a gaijin house, be surrounded by gaijins, you have people to go out with, you you know, a social said You don't really have to speak Japanese because everyone wants to practice with you in English. You know, you make enough money, it's okay. And you can actually have a very pleasant, very comfortable life for years. Um... The only downside of that at all, and this isn't a problem for a lot of people, is that you'll probably find you'll sit back for two, three years, sometimes four years, and it's very easy to find in that situation. I've achieved nothing. I've had a great I've had a great time, but you know I haven't really. I thought I was going to learn Japanese when I came to Japan. I thought I was going to you know do kendo. I thought I was going to you know enhance my learn, discover religion. I thought I was going to be you know a better human being, but no, I've just gone out and drank and. You know, met many wonderful ladies and spoke in English a lot of people find themselves in that situation it happens very easy in, easily in Japan uh, and my whole philosophy was to make life as harsh on myself as possible and hence I lost all my hair um, but it worked kind of well in terms of I, I set goals I, I don't know if I've, I've ever really nailed a goal but I've done well enough at getting towards my goals that I've had something to show for it at least at the end of it um creatively speaking, you know, I mean, just making music on chaos later, just the fact that you've got this one app with only five channels and you've got to figure out how to make stuff with it. yeah, it's it, you know it forces you to become resourceful with it. with YouTube, I get obsessed with the settings and stuff like that. Um, the more you feel limits, the more hungry you feel to learn stuff. And you know, just that curiosity about anything about video gaming, about anything you care about in life, I think it's actually good to deliberately. Limit yourself and, and set restrictions and boundaries. I find on creative projects, I love creative projects with uh, very specific limits. Uh, if someone says, you know, go away, paint me a picture, come back next week, I, I, I would flunk that assignment. But if someone said, go away, uh, paint me a picture, it has to be on a four centimeter square, it has to be about technology, it could only be in two colors, you know. I, I, would, I would get a kick out of that. I, would f- I have to find some, some way to, to name that. Uh, <laughs> none talks about people who discovered the language of alcoholism. Well, that, that, that happens for some people as well. <clears throat> but this is it. I think, you know, imposing limits on yourself is a, is a great way to push yourself. Um, and even if you don't get all the way there, you still go somewhere. And, and that's what life is about. Jeez, you don't want to, you know. So I, I really believe in that quote and uh, I think that's very true and that's why I put that there and that is from philosopher Soren Kierkegaard looks like a da- Danish or Icelandic I don't know I'm not very big on my Icelandic You're good on you Thorn. anyway uh, I'm not very big on my Icelandic philosophers having said that he's probably Danish anyway um, so this next one and this was something actually I meant to Read. It's talking about uh, portrayals and stereotypes of non-Japanese wives on Japanese TV, because there's been a few lately. Whoa, and that's an academic paper. (laughs) It's very long. I saw the person who tweeted this, uh, Mulboyne, who I love following on Twitter, said that this is kind of an awful thing, but they actually focus uh, specifically on the uh, Okusama wa gaikokushin, the TV show about My Wife is a Foreigner. Uh, and a few other things talking about just uh, analyzing um, the portrayal of foreign wives. Um, uh, I should read it. I haven't read it, so I can't talk about it, but it looks very interesting. So go and go and check it out. I'm going to read it myself, but go and check it out in my uh, Flipboard magazine. And what else we got here? I think we're, we're, we're getting near the end now. The good news, there are some good news. Uh, for the third year in a row, the number of uh, suicides is below 30,000 and it's dropping. So it's kind of funny. I don't know. People are having less babies. They're having less sex. The, the, the real wages are going down. The world is coming to an end. But less people are killing themselves. That's good. That's good. There's some good. There's a, there's a silver lining. I guess people have just given up. I don't know. I'd be... I, it'd be really interesting to know. Um, it's really impossible to know, I guess, to some extent. But um, I I have a slight theory. A lot of the things, cases... That, you hear about in japan was suicide are to do with money lending they're to do with people owing debts to bad people which used to be even when i came to japan was a big big part of the you know the economy the the, the the yakuza based money lending and uh that's an area that's really been really policed and cracked down on in recent years and i wonder if that's had an effect because certainly the economy isn't any better um maybe it's social change there's certainly been a change um where everybody used to be like lifetime employees and so you know losing your job was was yeah that and that's another thing i guess that happened a lot uh around 10 years ago when they changed the employment laws young people nowadays don't expect to have lifetime employment and as a result maybe they're not as committed to and married to their jobs so maybe they don't feel that work stress as much i don't know i can only speculate but it's definitely good that it's going down i don't feel like japan has any better a framework for counseling and supporting and you know, helping people with problems that lead to this sort of thing, deal with them and overcome them, but it's good to see, at least for a country that's known for having a high suicide rate, um, Mm. that it's getting better, and to note, you know, although Japan has this rep for this high suicide rate, I come from a country, New Zealand, that has a higher youth suicide rate than Japan does, Um, Mm. yes, (laughs) Um, probably for a lot of the same reasons Japan does, you know, New Zealand's a small society where everyone knows each other, and, I guess, you know, there's a lot of situations which can bring people to feeling like they're in the end of the world. And, uh, you know, when the community of everyone that you know around you, like small towns in America or whatever, New Zealand is probably a lot like that. And Japan has that as well. Um, you know, when your family or world would be at your work or your school or your, your family or whatever, when something happens that causes a, a rift in that, yeah, that has a really big impact in New Zealand, and it does in Japan too, as it does anywhere, but, you know, <clears throat> I think there are cultural things that Japan and New Zealand have in common that contribute to this. Um, however, it's good to see that it's dropping, so there's some good news there. Uh, hopefully overcoming the stereotype. Oh, and this was the story I meant to talk about for the whole show. We're already over an hour, and I just got to the fact that Taco Bell is coming to Japan and India and the U.K., Apparently, they did market research, and they found that the overall complete volume of diarrhea emitted in each one of those markets, there was still room for for Taco Bell to come and have a, have a meaningful impact in this market. And so, I don't know, I'm confused. I like Mexican food, what I've had of it. I mean, Americans told me I haven't had it because they've said there's no real good Mexican food in Tokyo. I don't know if this is Mexican food or not. It's nice, it's okay, I don't go crazy for it, but whatever, you know, Taco Bell, I've watched Demolition Man, and I'm aware that in the future, all restaurants will be Taco Bell. Um, So I'm preparing for that, and it's good to know that they're coming here, so I know what to expect in the future. However, when I posted this on Facebook, I got got a very diverse range of comments and opinions relating to what the main implication of this would be for Tokyo. And there seem to be two very, maybe three, uh, positions on this. The first, the first one is a group of people who say that this is the greatest comfort food ever invented this is like the the greatest thing ever uh, there are people who are really excited there are people I've seen people like 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 in Somalia when they're handing out those food packages like when people come out of us bases with squashed cold like burritos from Yokosuka from the Taco Bell on base and they bring them to Yogi Park i've seen people jump on the person with that bag like like, you know hungry refugees and i I, it confuses me because it doesn't look that good but they assure me that it is at the same time though you know half the people are saying this is the greatest thing ever this is the best fast food in america Uh, other people told me it's just great comfort food which you know maybe a bit like fish and chips or meat pies for me i don't know and other people are just saying this is just terrible food and this is just it, it all relates to digestive stuff they ought to say you know it's going to give you diarrhea and the people who love it it's funny because the way that they come back is they say yeah but it tastes good <laughs> so I don't know I, 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 I don't know whether I'm supposed to be afraid or excited or happy I'm probably going to try one I, I don't know what's going on with this um mm. But yes, that's what Travis Moore shows me. Uh, whether it's Mexican or American, is a material because it's not food. Uh, okay, well that's that's cool. Uh, <laughs> but apparently, yes, as the as people are telling me, Americans eat the shit out of Taco Bell. There is actually um, so there are some. There's a pretty. I like it the a, a Mexican themed food chain in Japan called El Torito. It might actually be American or Mexican in origin. A lot of the family restaurants here are. It's pretty good, um, but I don't know. It's coming, brace yourselves. Uh, I, I'm going to tell the Ameri- I'm gonna tell the Japanese what to look out for because uh, in my, my Japanese videos, as I set up this new channel, uh, because a lot of people want to tell me, geez, if I ever need to boost my clout score, I just have to post about like American fast food or diarrhea or both at the same time. This is a perfect storm of that, of course. Um, because my Facebook went crazy when I posted this, and I I didn't know what. It's like I, it's like I opened the roof of the ark, you know, in in Indiana Jones. Just just shit went flying out everywhere, literally, literally. And I think that's it. Do we have any more? Oh no no, we still got jeez. How many more do we have? That's the one that I found before. Oh, okay, so one more left. One more left. This is the last one. This is what I'm Oculus Rift, another guy talking about. Everyone's talking about Oculus Rift and VR is going to go commercial this year, and I'm looking forward to it. And I know everyone's getting excited about uh, strapping your TV to your face for games, and of course, it's going to be awesome for games. But I'm old, and what I'm looking forward to is not just the games, but just the fact that I'm in a room at the moment with like a monitor here, and a monitor here, and a monitor here, and I I like to surround myself to, to quote David Hasselhoff from the first episode of Knight Rider when he first sat in kit for the first time and he looked at the dashboard and he said, this is like sitting in Darth Vader's bathtub. I have wanted to sit in Darth Vader's bathtub since I was 10 years old. And, you know, there was a period in my life around between 30 and 34, I had a lot of difficult years and I felt like Darth Vader's bathtub isn't going to happen. I felt like that for a while, but this makes that real. And what this means is that, you know, I, I, I've spent, I mean, the money, 400 bucks, 400 bucks. Geez, I spent about, actually 200. I got a good deal on this one. But the stuff I, I spend money on to make my computing stuff more comfortable, to be able to spread out my screens. I translate, so I want to see documents at the same time. Um, you know, when you... Pre- be able to like lay stuff out in multiple different areas if I'm editing video I want to see the timeline I want to see the preview I want to see my effects menus you know if I'm editing music if I'm doing anything you know I want to be able to spread out if necessary all around me and what excites me the most about this VR stuff is the fact that I can have virtual monitors I can have a virtual I can sit virtually in Darth Vader's bathtub and within arm's reach, have everything that I want without having to pay for all the equipment. I mean, look behind me. I've got two Pioneer CDJs, a Newmark mixer, uh, two SL-1200s. Um, that right there is $10,000 of equipment. That's now completely replaced by a $20 app by the tractor app, which is better than all of that. And <laughs> it's on my freaking iPhone. Uh, software replacing expensive hardware you know we'll be able to create virtual environments that are like professional studios Uh, and that is what I am excited about I'm excited about making you know videos and stuff like that coming into this room instead of surrounding that's nice I feel I feel nice being able to hug my monitors and everything Uh, and it's gonna look weird that's, I guess that's going to be the biggest, the weirdest, the, the harshest thing, I guess, in the beginning is that having that thing on your face and sitting on a chair and just having so much damn fun, it's going to be pretty socially awkward. But the payoff is, you know, if this sort of thing of talking about having, uh, you know, making software music easier to use, I mean, it just allows you to change. You're not limited anymore to a physical interface. <clears throat> you actually get to sit in a real recording studio. You actually get or well, even better than a recording studio. Um that's where the payoff is for me from this you know i mean great you're still going to hook your xbox to it. it's not going to save you any money on an xbox right you are going to switch from your plasma tv to these goggles uh, it does save you uh, uh, the, you know the cost of a vr booth for example but damn this is this is going to replace the whole man cave yeah we're not even going to need man caves we're just going to be you know anywhere we can sit down we can just strap this to our face you know and and I guess that has frightening implications as well. But that is what I think is awesome. Uh, ben Duncan is going to keep all of your guitars. And maybe there'll be ways, again, that you'll be able to integrate all of this. I mean, again, it, it makes sense that if you've got a real guitar, <coughs> and you should be able to use that guitar, even maybe from cameras to virtualize it, for example. So you can have you know 20 different guitars, but only have one. Um, stuff like that. I think that that that's where the awesomeness of this news is Uh, and that's why i'm really excited and why i'm going to be first in line to get an oculus and because i have such high expectations of it i'm also expecting to be bitterly disappointed by it when it comes out but this year it's going to be all about wearables fitness trackers health monitors Uh, wearables are going to go from being like panometers to things that are actually going to diagnose like what the hell is wrong with my throat at the moment and we're going to get these things to strap to our faces which are going to finally sell after trying to sell these things unsuccessfully for 20 years now because they're going to offer more than just kind of games I mean and games are good and games will sustain this in a certain part of the market but you know these are going to start replacing our offices I'm going to sit at work with this thing on my face like bloody um, uh, Tom Cruise future movie about the the murder investigations oh god minority report it's going to be like minority report like virtually right i'm going to say that everyone man we're all going to look like stevie wonders at our desk see stevie wonder he was he was there ahead of us i mean he's awesome and yeah i'm just going to be at my desk i'm just going to have the thing on. It's going to be like yeah i'm just going to be translating like this it's going to be awesome uh I don't just translate by the way but that's where i need the most screens and stuff like that it's when i'm working with multiple documents and that happens a lot so um <clears throat> well, let me boom transition that. so that's why I'm, I'm looking forward to this I'm, I'm just gonna be you know i'm gonna be like this all the time Chaos <clears throat> okay, i won't just be like five <clears throat> tracks I'll, I'll be in a room full of like stuff like that ah oh, man i can't wait <laughs> Jericho, Tom Cruise. We need to talk about aliens. Uh, yes. See, and everyone's feeling me on the Stevie comment, right? Stevie Wonder is awesome, and and he he's my future. I knew I knew when I was a kid when I was watching Stevie Wonder music videos that one day I was going to become like that. Uh, not blind, uh, the opposite actually. But this is the thing, you know. The, and, and the other stuff, which is so cool, all the medical technology mm-hmm. stuff at the moment—they're actually like being was getting ready to give people like virtual like that star trek stuff for stevie wonder so he'll be able to actually see better than everybody and have an oculus rift and and do this at the same time it'll it'll be cool so anyway this has gone on far too long hasn't it uh it's been fun talking to you guys again and looking forward to uh having another awesome 2015 year of the sheep with you guys and um starting up a new channel soon so i'll be ready to announce that soon congratulations again to tomojin and thank you for uh, naming this uh, you'll be getting some swag braska fair i'm going to get you sorted out so uh let me get back to you on that and i'll talk to you all again soon so uh peace boom. i actually have to stop this video it's awkward <coughs> uh, uh frog in my throat so there stop streaming boom there's the button i'm just gonna click it it's gonna end you will not hit you. I, have to, I also have to click OK. Because it ask me is this. Am I sure I want to stop streaming? I won't be able to restart. Yeah, I'm sure.